Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. This is episode 317 of the WCHL podcast. And on the other end of the line is our co-conspirator-in-chief, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to all the people. Hello, hello. All 11 of them. We love All it. 11. Here we go. <laughs> hey, let's hear a uh, some crunchy guitar, and then we'll... We'll get back into talking. There we, we, we're before we hit the record. Andrew and I we we put out our fingers and toes, and we figured out, boy, there's 14 games, a lot of hockey to talk about. So let's get yeah. after it. Hold Lots on, lots of hockey here. Andrew, lots of hockey here is right, man. Fourteen games this weekend throughout Jeez. the throughout the I, league I had teams. I take there. off my shoes. I had to take off my shoes just to help you count. Well, I was going to say we could have between the two of us, we could have counted to forty real easy. But after that, we were done, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I didn't even think about using using my fingers. I was just using <laughs> your your fingers and then my toes, and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> there you on. go. I could use my fingers too. So. Hey, let's start with the uh, seven of the eight teams of the from the WCHL were in action. The uh, uh, the smart folks that were off this weekend were Arizona State. So props to ASU for taking a weekend off in the middle of the semester. That's pretty good. Yep. Hopefully they enjoyed some sun, some palm trees. What else is good to enjoy out there? Some some scenery. Let's just say that some scenery. Hopefully they got some much needed studying in this weekend since there's no games. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did that. They, yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 we, we must, I, you know, I don't have all of the facts on this, but I am fairly confident that the WCHL has the highest GPA in all of the ACHA. Well, so I mean. I have no doubt. Well, we what would you mo- expect? We have the most scholars. Well, I mean, what would you expect? That's right. Look, look, at we the, just, look, we, look at the example the commissioner set, right? We breed excellence here in the WCHL. That's for damn sure. <laughs> what happened hey, let's your, start. What happened to your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> everything's got to balance out in life, right? We're, we're excelling in the classroom. We're just kind of limping Every, around. Everything comes the... down to checks and balances, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there, there was a guy I used to know who who would always he he used to love to wor- say the word zero sum, and so this is. This is zero summing out the, uh, the <laughs> academics from the WCHL. Oh. oh, that guy was a beauty. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> hey, uh, let's, let's talk about the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, their beauties this weekend. They went on. They did a WCHL weekend up in North Dakota. What is wrong with them? Yeah, how about that? They go. Uh, they uh, go up on Thursday night to Jamestown and uh, get edged out by a goal. Got edged up by goal, but Andrew, before we get to the games, it's February. What in well, the world is anybody in their right mind doing voluntarily going to North Dakota in February? Well, hey, you know, you got to you gotta take the good with the bad, right? I'm telling you, you know, there's a, there's a big uh, extortion blackmail thing that's in the news recently about, you know, selfies and all that kind of stuff, uh, naked pictures. The, the folks at North Dakota must have some... Must have something on the folks at Colorado to extort them to come up to North Dakota in February. That's all I'm saying. I remember a uh, I remember a trip to Minot. Um, I didn't actually make the trip. I think you were there when I was definitely uh, there when OU went up there in February in the middle of a 12 foot snow. 
and the <laughs> and the bus slid off the exit ramp into another semi truck that had slid off the exit ramp, and your bus driver got mad because the guy that slid off in front of him was in his way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was that was a, a an exciting trip. <laughs> um, and yes, we did get the pictures back. Uh, so we were blackmailed and extorted, but we got all the evidence back. So, so. You're, you're, you're free and clear. We're free and clear. But yeah, as you said, Colorado went to Jamestown. Um, they played uh, on a Thursday night. They lose three to two to the Jimmies. And then after that, they go up to uh, Minot, North Dakota. Why not Minot to play not, number 11 not? Minot State? on Friday and Saturday, and they lost both of those games, a 6-1 to one loss on Friday and a 3-1 to one loss on Saturday. That, so that's, uh, that is oh for the last five if you go back to the Arizona games. So, that's right. That's right. The last game they won was in Tempe on Thursday night. So, so the boys there, you know, I've, I've been pumping their tires this whole semester, saying they're going to come out like gangbusters and, and tear it up this semester, and then they go oh for 5 on me here. So here's some my words uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we both are. Um, here, here's yeah. some uh, here's some inside baseball. Um, I understand that Jamestown pushed the start of the game back by a couple of minutes, by about 15 minutes. Yeah, but with all the weather and all the travel issues, Colorado still did not make it to the arena until 30 minutes before the Ooh. puck dropped. Well, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah, that's, that's rough. That's that's extra rough, and they still. It was a three to two game. Yeah, still. So I mean, their credit. Yeah. And how about this? They were supposed to go to Minot the that night because they were staying. They had uh, hotel rooms available. Yeah. Uh, or or set aside for them in Minot. But the interstate was closed. I was gonna say just had to stay put in Jamestown. Had to stay put in Jamestown. Oof, that's that's rough. That's that's a little. I can't imagine. Oh, I, I just can't imagine where in Jamestown is there, what kind of hotel has rooms available when all these stranded travelers are looking for rooms? You know what I'm right. saying? Well, it's, big, it's not, it's not big, like there's an embassy suites laying around. Well, yeah, no embassy suites, but you know, it's a bustling little oil town, oil uh, up there. So there's all kinds of little, little roach coach hotels sprinkled throughout. So I'm sure they, I'm sure they found a fine establishment to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. They did. And then they got the heck out of there because they went yeah. to mine out the next day. So, wow. wow. I wonder if they made it back yet. You know, we're we're recording this uh, on, on the day after Sunday, which would be Monday. Um, I wonder if they made it back. I don't know. Or if they're still traveling. You would, you would think they would make it back if they made it far enough south to get out of there. But <laughs> holy just, smokes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a brutal trip. So, yeah. so the buffs go 0 for 3. They played... Uh, uh, and I think they needed those games. I, I hope that um, uh, I, ho I hope they don't fall too far in the rankings. But boy, they really needed those games, and yes, they end up going over three. So yeah, because they were right in there tight with Minot in the rankings and all that. So yeah, yeah. and hand James and, and Jamestown. So yeah, so I mean those were big games for them, and they uh, they definitely could have used a couple of W's out of those three, right? That's for sure. That's for sure. Especially, you know, that Jamestown game. Yeah. So since that's who they're kind of fighting with to get to number 17. Hey, another place where I would never want to bring my team ever, <laughs> if I was ever in charge of a team ever again, is Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, Las Vegas, Nevada. But unfortunately, number six, Arizona, put them on the schedule and they had to go to Las Vegas. Can you imagine trying to control... 23, 25 college age boys around Las Vegas. No, I, uh, I could, 
I would, I would pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would pass. Somehow or another, though, Chad Berman uh, did it uh, because they go to uh, number 10 UNLV and they split the weekend with them. They beat the uh, the Rebels 5-4 to four on Friday night. It wasn't they that did. close. Uh, UNLV made it close there towards the end, but it was... Yeah, I was going to uh, say it was 5-1 late, about yeah. midway through the third period there. Yeah, and then and then it was, it was almost as if Arizona thought they were playing a fifty-five minute game and not a sixty-minute yeah, game. Just 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 put it on cruise control, and it almost came back and got them. Yeah, yeah. You know, Arizona teams in the past have done that, but uh, to their credit, um, they held on and they got the W. And then yep. uh, the next day, um, you know, there was there was some stuff that was kind of going on there in that next game. Yes, um, yeah. it was a, it was a rough series all the way around. I I would say. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's very fair. Yeah, very fair. Um, the Saturday game, uh, UNLV uh, got the W. They beat uh, Arizona four to two. Get a chance to see any of those games? I know you didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, why do you even ask? <laughs> <laughs> those games were at the uh, Medieval Times Arena, otherwise known as City National Arena. Yep, that's uh, it's like a it's like a castle in there. That's where yeah. the Golden Knights, their practice facility, is. And to their credit. To UNLV's credit, boy, they fill the place up. Yeah, they do, right? Um, yeah, they get a they get a good they draw a good crowd. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that's always fun. You whether you're on the road or whether it's your home crowd, you know, it's always fun to play in in those arenas that hold two thousand people or so, and they fill it up. That's always it's always a good atmosphere to play in. They have a uh, they have a uh, I, I watched most of those games. They have an announcer for UNLV that does their games, and he's got the deep voice. You know, yeah. he's got the deep announcer voice, but uh, that's about it. And I keep panning. Uh, I keep expecting to see when they pan the crowd to, you know, see people holding turkey legs and, you know, goblets <laughs> of wine or something. And I would just be more impressed if they had the uh, fancy dancers in the corners coming out during the stoppages <laughs> to scoop the ice up and stuff like that. <laughs> with the, with all the, with all the big feathers and, and boas yeah. attached at the back. Yeah. That's pretty much at this point in the game. That's the only thing that's going to impress me. Just, just going to be See, honest. <laughs> that would be awesome. Get, it would get be. those little, uh, those Las Vegas showgirls on skates to get out there and shovel. Maybe if I, maybe if I knew anybody uh, that with the league, we could get that at nationals this year. Fly him yeah. in to fly him into Frisco. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. I can guarantee you that's not going to happen. <laughs> it would be the greatest oh, show on ice. I can tell you that. Well, the um, that would be a spectacle. That's for sure. I don't know what I don't know if Frisco could handle it though. Oh. Um, yeah, we'd all have to uh, we'd all have to grab our Bibles and run to church really quick to ask mm -hmm. for forgiveness. Oh boy! Jeez. Yeah, we're, we're we're going down to the middle of the Bible Belt. So uh, holy, hold hold on. Yeah. Oh, uh, so but you know Arizona comes through. Anthony Churro is just a stud in net for uh, U of A. I'm, I'm telling you what, um, probably the biggest move, one of the biggest acquisitions of the year, if you will, the biggest recruits, whatever you want to call it. Bailey Marshall transferring from Central Oklahoma to yeah. Arizona. The kid is a stud. You say what you will about why he moved or, you know, if there was hard feelings. I understand there were hard feelings. But uh, whatever the case, the kid can flat out play. And he came down on – yeah, he, he's yeah. he's just a sniper. In, in addition yeah. to feeding Cusinelli for a lot of points, um, the kid can snipe it himself. He came – there was a goal. Uh, Arizona was down one to nothing on Saturday. 
And, you know, UNLV was just running the first period, and he just skates in and just absolutely just snipes the yep. uh, UNLV goaltender to tie it up and totally change the, uh, the feel of that game uh, until the third period when all of a sudden it became a five on eight. So yep. what, what can yep. you do? Kind of, kind of things. Yeah. The, uh, things kind of got sideways. My, yeah. That was in my notes. I was just like, holy penalties. The, you know, uh, I, I've, everybody complains about the officials. Everybody, no matter <laughs> where you, you go, com- complains about the, uh, complains about the officials. If you're in Oklahoma, they complain about the officials in Oklahoma. Yep. If you're in Illinois, they complain about the officials in Illinois. But the one consistent thing I've heard through the past few years is about the officiating in Vegas. So gets a little gets a little uh, shoddy, uh, a little questionable. Yeah, a little questionable. So I I don't think any of those guys are going to be making an appearance at nationals. We might have we'll have showgirls (laughs) before we have them. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah, they they handed out thirty thirty offenses for ninety minutes on Saturday between the between the two teams. Yeah, I mean it was it was like two to one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just just close. I mean, it, yeah. So there's there's a lot of penalties, a lot of unsportsmanlike cross checkings, roughings. Like, yeah. The thing that uh, the thing that stood out to me was, and, and I could be wrong on this. I think there were four or five five on three opportunities for UNLV to zero for Arizona. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Arizona's angels, and you know UNLV is not. Um, you know, there are two teams out there, but holy smokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a little. At some point, right? Yeah. You would think at some point, you know, with both teams being physical and, you know, wanting to get after it. Uh, but, you know, things would kind of even up a little bit or maybe not even up, but at least there'd be one out of one, the yeah. 120 like, minutes. But <laughs> yeah, uh, not so much. What can you do? What can so, you do? So, uh, so, hey, here's. Okay. So we've been, we've, we've mentioned two places we would not want to go in february uh, with our acha hockey teams north dakota and las vegas where would number three be well let's see i wouldn't want to go to alabama (laughs) i would not want to go to alabama period yeah oh and and i and i and we're in oklahoma what's that say (laughs) well yeah i mean come on when i think of alabama i think of hot and muggy and yes just you know, the cult of Alabama, the cult of Roll Tide and Bear Bryant and ugh. But Missouri right, State okay. brought their team to Alabama to play two games over the weekend, Friday and Saturday. The Friday night one was ugly, five to nothing in it favor of ugly. Alabama. Yes. Oof. Yes. That, that was, uh, you know, I thought, you know, Missouri State had a good weekend uh, last weekend and Kind of got things turned around a little bit, I thought, and then they then they come in here and lay a goose egg on Friday night. Isn't that the truth? I mean, maybe maybe that? they maybe they pulled the Colorado and got in a half an hour before warm ups, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Jeez, right. But, Five but to nothing. their credit, they they outshot them forty seven forty five. So you know they 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 played with them. Just uh, just Couldn't one score. of those nights, puck didn't go their way, right? Couldn't score. Yeah. But hey, the next night things turned around. And uh, Missouri State found a way to win. Uh, five to two was the big uh, W for the Ice Bears, and um, no. good for them. So they earned the split down yeah. there. Yeah, I was going to say that's a big uh, coming back after uh, laying a laying a goose egg like that, and then coming back and 
putting five in the next night, that, that kind of pumps your tires a little bit, right? Well, especially winning in the last one makes that road, uh, that, that drive out of Alabama, the drive home a lot quicker and a yeah, lot, makes a it, lot happier. Yes. Yes. doesn't make the, doesn't make the bus trip quite so scary, right? <laughs> you know, um, I, I got to apologize, Andrew, because apparently last week when we were talking about Missouri state, I referred to them as the tigers and boy, did I hear about it. Oh boy. And is yeah, I mean, boy, what was I thinking? Everybody knows that Missouri State, yeah, I should know this, are the ice bears or you know, they used to be the sugar bears, but they're the bears. And their number one in-state enemy, Missouri, are the Tigers. But uh, apparently oh. I in my wow. in my drunken, uh heavily medicated NyQuil state last week. Um I, apparently I misspoke and called them the Tigers. So I, I have oh. to apologize to Stan Melton and Jeremy Law and Ryan Armstrong and all the good folks up there at uh, Missouri State for uh, misspeaking and calling them a, a dirty word. Wow. I would have, I would have, yeah, that got by me last week. If I'd have heard that, I would have called you right out right then and there. Hey, it got by me. But when they told me about it, I said, no, that was Andrew. <laughs> and then they said, no, oh, yeah, no, no that sure. was you. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Blame everything on the talent here. That's what I, I would do. <laughs> blame, blame everything on the talent. <laughs> well, so there's three places I don't want to go in February, right? North oh Dakota, Las Vegas, Alabama. There's a fourth. Well, let's see. Uh, we could go, uh, we could call Arkansas. We could call Blazers Ice Center. We could call, <laughs> we could call any one of the number of two places, right? Um, okay, number four for Chris Perry would be Ames, Iowa, in the middle of February. Oh boy, that's the that last a... place, second to last place I would ever want to go in the middle of February. That is um, that is a great place to go play hockey games. It's a fun place to go play, and it's an even better place to win games. But it is, man. There's not a whole lot going on in Ames, Iowa, except for concrete, <laughs> corn, and snow. That's especially that's in February. About it. I mean, that it, is about it looks. It. If you've ever seen a Russian a documentary about, you know, 1970s Russia. Yeah, that's, or, just go to Ames, Iowa. Yeah, go to Ames, Iowa, and you can just live it right there. There's nothing there but <laughs> concrete and gray skies and dreariness. Holy smokes. But yeah. the Colorado State Rams went there over the weekend. They did. To they play did. Num number 22, went up there to go play number four, Iowa State. And, uh, boy, you just think this is, you know, literally the lambs going to the slaughter, but, uh, turned out okay for CSU. Yep. They, um, they are in the split for the weekend. Can you believe it? That's awesome. That's, I, I mean, CSU I is, CSU is really, uh, surprising people and they're maturing here in the, in the late part of the year. Um, yes. they lost on Friday night, three to nothing, uh, which is kind of what you would expect, I guess, uh, you know, a, a, a number four hosting number 22. Yep. Um, but then on Saturday night, damned if CSU doesn't steal the game from uh, from Iowa State, and they beat the number oh. four Cyclones two to one in their place. How about that? Great, great place to go win. Great place Hockey to win. And I, I would road, say right? that's the that's the win of the weekend right there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So uh, credit to Coach Joel Weeks and Assistant Jamison Wicks into the Rams. Whether that's uh, I mean, heck, I don't even know who scored the two goals. You you got the score sheet right in front of you. Tell who was in net there for, yeah, the, for the Rams. Morgan or McDonald? Uh, Morgan was in the net. Kid's a stud. He, he faced sixty-two shots and oh. only let one in. How? how, how what? What? what it, you know what? Here, I'm not a math major. Here, hold on. Let's. You you keep talking. 
And yeah. I'm going to do 61 divided by 62. Tell me more about the game. So they so they turned it. So Friday night, um, I don't think Colorado State really helped themselves a whole lot. They had seven shots through two periods. Ooh. And they only had, they only mustered up a total of 14 for the game. So, you know, they didn't really put a whole lot of pressure. It doesn't appear um, when Iowa State fired 40 at them. Wow. But then, but then, hey, they come back in uh, on Saturday and they, they come out firing. They got they put up thirty one shots on goal and uh, come out with a two to one win. So I just did in those guys. You, you said they had sixty two shots against. Sixty two against. Yep. Sixty one saves out of sixty two shots against is a point nine eight four save percentage. That's pretty good. That That's will win you games. <laughs> That'll win games right there. That will definitely win you games. Good for uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's all. Yeah. Iowa State, you know, they come in, so they're, um, they come in and fire 27 shots on goal in the third period, Iowa State Ooh. does. Oh. So, I mean, just, just pepper it. But to credit Colorado State, they fire 13. So, uh, you know, that was a action packed third period, and that's where all the goals came from on Saturday night. Wow. It was period number three. Are you serious? Well, so it was 0 0 yep. going into the third period. Yeah. And then, uh, Colorado State, they come out. Um, in the first minute and break break the ice and uh, get a goal. And then about halfway through, Iowa State tied it up. And then uh, just a few minutes later, they, uh, Colorado State scores the game winner and to go up two to one and, uh, and finished it off. How about that? Very nice. That's awesome. Good for the Rams. You know what? I mean. Yeah. Good for those guys. You know, people, I, I give you a hard time about uh, your allegiance to uh, to Oklahoma because you work at the rink that Oklahoma plays out of. And yeah. obviously, you give me grief about CSU because my little Ram goes to CSU. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Good for them. They're 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 uh, they're they're a young team with some. Uh, they have some senior talent, but they're a very young team with a brand new coach, and uh, they're. It's good to see them getting some success here late in the yeah. uh, late in the, yeah. in the in the season. I wish they would have got some more success earlier in the season, so they'd be higher than number yeah. twenty two. But what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? Finish finish strong and and build on it for next year, right? There you go. There you go. All right. So we've talked about North Dakota, Vegas, Alabama, Ames, Iowa. You know, I wouldn't mind going in February. I wouldn't mind going to Springdale, Arkansas. I mean, if you if you put a gun to my head, I would say, okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. And apparently that's what uh, Men's Division II Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville did. And, man, they just got hammered by Arkansas on yes, senior night, did. which is good for good for the Razorbacks. Good for Arkansas, yep. Mom, Arkansas. A lot, of, a lot Arkansas. of mom and dad's in the stands. and Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just, just handed it to them. Well, they they beat uh, the the Cougars. Um, the Razorbacks beat the Cougars eight to nothing on Friday and eight to two on their last home game of the season. So uh, Arkansas comes away two uh, two and zero on the weekend, and um, they they played both their goaltenders, Dusenka on Friday night, who gets the shutout, and Brock Thompson on Saturday, who got the who got the win. And the nice thing was. Um, I I watched a couple of minutes of I try to watch you know as much of the games as I can. Yeah, and um, Arkansas did something that looked very very nice. They put some gigantic sized posters of each of their seniors 
in the corners on the glass. And and when I say gigantic really? size poster, yeah. How big is a normal pane of glass? You're Mr. Ice Technician here. Um, ours, ours at Blazers Ice Center are 48 by 60. So, so, so five some by of four. them are 60, some are 72s. Yeah. Yeah. Some, oh. most, most standards are 72s. Ours are a little short. Okay. So you've got, so a, a standard is, is a four by six then. Yeah. Is what you're saying. These, these posters yeah. were every bit of four by six and they might've been, they might've been like four by eight with a little bit, you know, hanging off the top of the glass. Huh, um, that's pretty cool. They, yeah, and it was very cool. It had the had the name of the of the player, it had their number, it had an action shot. It was it was very 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 well done, and I just huh. thought it added an awful lot to the um to the ambiance there at the Jones Center. And I just it was a it was a class move by Arkansas. In fact, I, I it was done apparently by um, the parents of number thirty four, Colin Young. I met his mom a couple yeah. of years ago. She. She always refers to herself as that crazy lady that drives from Houston to Fayetteville all the time to watch her son play <laughs> hockey. Um, and she was just kind and um, um, uh, uh, very, very thoughtful. And uh, they were the, I guess, headed that little project. And, and damned if it didn't just look pretty friggin' awesome. There so, you go. That's awesome. Yeah. And, that that you know, was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was very, very cool. So uh, good for Arkansas. Good for uh, Miss Young. And uh, good for the yeah. seniors to go out on a high note there uh, in front of their home yeah, fans. Props, yeah, props to those guys, right? Because we all we all know most of these guys in the ACHA don't get enough credit around the rinks, around the uh, campuses, I mean, and all that. So it's good for these guys to go out with a bang for uh, senior night, right? Yep, yep, that's absolutely a lot of truth there, a lot of truth. Well, um, you know, another place I wouldn't mind going in February is Edmond, Oklahoma, because it's fairly close. Um, although I didn't go there, um, central Oklahoma hosted Northern Colorado because Northern Colorado did go to Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, Northern Colorado. They're the bears from Greeley is what they're, they play in a UNC plays in a, uh, in a place called the ice house, the Greeley ice house And their games are normally yep. at midnight and they pack it in oh. Andrew. I mean, really? Oh, they. I mean, it is. It is crazy. There's a coach in the ACHA who says, who always says, "Man alive, they were hanging from the rafters." Um, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, but it's true in Northern Colorado. It's true in Northern Colorado. I mean, those folks they pack it in. Now, what that tells me is there's not a lot to do at midnight in Greeley, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yeah, but but um, in Northern Colorado plays men's division two. They're the uh, number one, actually, I think they're number two, but the number one team is ineligible this year because um, it's a first-year team. But they're uh, they're one of the two top teams in men's division two, the West Division. And they came down to tangle with um, Central Oklahoma. Uh, UNC is coached by long, long, long Colorado coach Ken Fickus. Ken has he was been at Colorado. He's been at Colorado State. Now he's over at Northern Colorado, and his assistant yep. is a former Oklahoma player, a guy named Ryan Kenny, who's a really good. He's 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 not really good. He's great. He's just a great individual. Comes from a great family. Yep. And, yep. Um, and so, anyways, it's that connection brought uh, with the with the Ficus and the Kenny connection. It brought uh, the Bears down from Greeley down to Edmond to play two games, and unfortunately, they just got whacked. So Central Oklahoma yes, is they did. very, very good. And um, I think they spotted yeah, them they, a couple of goals each night. And then after that, they turned on the Jets and whoop, games were over. Yep. Two 
two nothing on Saturday, and then uh, they jumped out. They got on on Friday night, one nothing home, and then one one, and then just poured it on from there. Yeah. So the finals they, were uh, seven to two UCO on Friday night and nine to two UCO on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was Saturday. Saturday they really took it to them. Yeah. Yeah. They they fired sixty three shots at them on on Saturday night. Oof. Yeah, so, in, in yeah nine goals, that, 63 well, shots, nine goals. Here, hold on, let me do some math percentage here. So let's see here. 63 <laughs> shots. He's doing crayon, counting yeah, his toes. 54, <laughs> that's an 85 save percentage. That's not going to win you games. And I can't uh, and I can't believe you knew the uh, Northern Colorado Bears, but you didn't know the Missouri State Bears. Well, you know, I'm, no one's ever accused me it. of being smart, so... <laughs> Uh, I, I will. I will freely lost, confess. Yeah. No one's ever accused me of being <laughs> being the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I can. I can attest to that. I watched. Uh, I watched a couple of those. I watched a couple of uh, uh, bits and pieces of those games up in Edmond, and uh, the parts that I saw were just you know UCO was controlling the play just, and yeah, yeah, just pouring it on them. Northern Colorado was just on defense like the whole time. Yeah, just. Yeah, just just hoping and praying to get this thing over with. Yep. So Central wins both of those games, and then Northern Colorado uh, comes down on Sunday to play number fifteen Oklahoma at the Blazers Ice Center, and uh, you were there. I was not. I did that turned out to be I, I, a five to three I, win for Northern Colorado over Oklahoma? Tell us all how, about it. How about that? I was I was there. I watched every bit of the action. <laughs> and the, I'm so uh, sorry. I, I, yeah. And I'll, I'll give it to uh, I'll give it to Northern Colorado. Their uh, their top line um, Schmelka, Taggart, and I don't remember I think it was Gonzalez that was on the other side of that line there. You know I, those guys could play. You know I, they could probably hang with anybody in the ACHA with that top line. But you know it drastically the talent drastically dropped off after that first line. And uh, but I'll give it to Northern Colorado. Their assistant coach, like you said, Ryan Kinney. Obviously had those kids ready to go and ready to play for him on Sunday because they came out and uh, just took it to OU. What happened? I mean, they, uh, I mean besides three, besides Northern Colorado being ready to go, was Oklahoma not ready to go, or did they just get outplayed? I would I would say that they were not ready to go and just got outplayed from the first puck drop to the last one. You know, they uh, three shots on the in the first period, the first three shots of the game. Uh, they went up two nothing on OU, Ooh. and uh, then they then they came back and and scored their third and fourth goals just ten seconds apart oh. in the uh, in the second period there late in the late in the second scored two goals and within a matter of ten seconds so it was it was a little rough I thought at times OU kind of took the took the play to them and then it's like they would. Like the ten second, two goals in ten seconds, they would have something like that happen, and it would set them back, and then they would, then they'd battle back and forth. And but I will, I will credit UNC that top line could play, and they and they got it done for them. The um, the the other thing when when I tuned in, it was two to one Northern Colorado, and then four to one Northern Colorado. Yeah, um, and then uh, Oklahoma scored two goals late in the third. One on a uh, like a floater from Tyler Lazarick from the blue line, uh, which was a nice yeah. shot. Went through a lot of traffic and found the net. And then yeah, um, I think yeah that that opened up the third. Yeah, and then uh, 
then another kind of floater from him in the late in the third there. Yeah, and I, I don't know that he got credit for for that goal. I think they gave it they credited a tip in in the front, but uh, yeah, it was like a power play goal about I don't know two or three yeah, minutes I, to go in the game. I think they I think they ended up giving it to uh, Josh Pusar. Okay, from Jeff O'Day and and the announcer in the building saw everything happen and the announcer in the building went ahead and gave Tyler Lazarick the second assist because he's the one that initiated the shot <laughs> on goal. So it's a good thing that announcer was paying attention to what was going on in the game. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Tell everybody you were the announcer. I was I was the announcer. It was like <laughs> it was like old times at Blazers Ice Center. Oh, we'll talk about that here in a second. The wild thing is <laughs> Oklahoma pulled their goaltender in uh, Colorado Northern Colorado was coming down to uh put an empty net goal in and apparently I I forget who it was from Oklahoma, they tripped the dude from UNC and uh did not allow him to score uh the empty net goal into the net and the referees awarded a penalty shot goal. Um, they did. And, uh, so that's how the game ended up five to three. So they did, they sure did. So how about that? Yep. He, uh, I don't remember who it was, but yeah, he, uh, came down there. They're a little bit of a, a little bit of a scrum for the puck. And, uh, the U kid just decided to, uh, trip him to get it over with. And they, they called it a goal. Well, that's, I've, I've only seen that happen one other time in the ACHA and it was about two or three weeks ago at Arizona. Um, when uh, something like that happened, so uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, it was. But yeah, you know, you got to you got to credit UNC. There was there was definitely a, uh, a talent mismatch all weekend for those guys, but they uh, they turned it on on Sunday and took it to them. In the third game in three days, so that's a, that's a credit to them, and makes you wonder what's uh, it is. Coach Berge's got some uh, got some work to do apparently, because um, you would hey, think uh, that they, uh, they got back to yeah. They, they got back to work this morning. I saw it firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. Hey, let's, yeah. uh, let's, we, we, Andrew, we've prattled on for 33 minutes. So let's, uh, let's take a quick break here, a horn or two. And then when we come back, let's talk about uh, the WCHL standings, the upcoming WCHL games, some rankings, and Andrew being the uh, public address announcer, the music band. That sounds like fun. Oh, boy. Hold on. Oh, boy. <laughs> But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All righty, Andrew. So you were the music man. Oh boy! At uh, I, in the public address announcer at the at the Oklahoma game on Sunday. It was it was just like old times. How did that when happen? I used to do it with my buddy all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, so the 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 regular announcer and music man didn't get the note for the game that was added to the schedule. And he didn't show up, so. Uh, <laughs> So five minutes into five minutes into warm up, I got everything rounded up and uh, I fired up Spotify on my cell phone and away we went. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, Whoa. so a little Spotify there. Was, there I can tell you there were some awkward moments with the music during the game. Yeah, because as I would go searching for stuff on my phone, there would be that inadvertent whistle that always gets you. Mm -hmm. So you know we would have some oddball music here and there. Cause I just have to click on something real quick to, to get something going. But yeah, it was, uh, it was like old times sitting up there announcing some, what the action and then, uh, boring the people with our music. <laughs> Did you have a goal horn? No goal horn. So no boomer all three goals though you scored. 
So I finally, I finally found Boomer Sooner at the end of the game. So I played that during the handshake line for the guys. So <laughs> it was, it was quite interesting. The, uh, yeah, the fans, the three goals, the fans were looking around like, where's the goal horn? And, you know, sorry. You should have just, you should have just leaned into the microphone and gave him one. Wah. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> yeah, I should have, right? That would have been great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so. Wow. Well, hey, that well, sounds can, like another Blazers Ice Center production there. Another, another production. The, uh, I can tell you though, we, uh, I did some, I did some strutting to some music up there. <laughs> I, I did, I did hear some of my good friends from across the sea there in Sweden. Really? Play some music for us. So, yeah. You know, you know, our, our good friends from yeah. across the sea, they, they, they came back and, uh, they were in Los Angeles last night at the Grammy. So they didn't win, yeah. but uh, whatever. They got to go rub that? shoulders. I did that and then. And then some little, uh, some, some strange music, some Captain and Tennille made its presence known over the PA last night. So <laughs> did you, you know, I can, yeah, you play a little I Travis don't Scott, toot my own horn. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. Little, little Cardi B. <laughs> I, yeah. I should have, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to ring my own bell here, but I'm just saying the music was a little better last night than, than it has been all season. <laughs> I love it. No, so, you should I, do this on a yeah. full-time basis. Oh, I should. I should. You know, the only thing I was a little bummed, I didn't get to drink my hot tea before I got up there like I normally did. So I couldn't warm my vocals up. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, it was a little rough and scratchy there until the first intermission where I could go get some warm tea to, to get things, my throat warmed up and all that. And then oh. I was, I was dialed in and I was deadly the second and third. <laughs> I can tell you that. Dialed in and deadly. I <laughs> love it. I could just see you up there <laughs> on the microphone struggling with your little cell phone. Uh, that's good. with a scarf or a cravat around your neck to keep your neck warm so you don't have your tea going. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not there yet. Hold on, let me yeah, let yeah. me press play. And I, and it was my, you know, it was my opportunity to sing the anthem in front of everybody there the other, last night, and you know, I didn't even get a chance because <laughs> the lack of warm tea. I didn't even get a chance to do that because my vocals were. We're a little cold, so you know I had to play an anthem on Spotify. So yeah, <laughs> it could have been it could have been better, but the I'm just telling you the the second and third, we were locked in and deadly. I, that's all I can say. <laughs> I hope you played Whitney Houston's like eight minute national anthem and just <laughs> poured them all the tears while they're on the ice. That would have been great. What is it? What's that movie? Uh, oh, uh, Mystery Alaska when. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Little Richard uh -huh. takes like 20 minutes to sing <laughs> the songs. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, all right. Hey, before we move on, um, Oklahoma only has one more home game of the season left. Are you doing music <laughs> in that game or have you contacted uh, the regular knob and had asked him to show up? The, the, the regular knucklehead will be back on Friday night. <laughs> they uh, look forward to there. There, there are talks that he may just do the announcing. Because the uh, the overwhelming response that we got on the music from last night has just been spectacular, <laughs> so I may I may uh, moonlight as the uh, music man again Friday night. So the overwhelming response. Yeah, it was spectacular. You know, it was. <laughs> I, I definitely made some more fans last night. I think. Oh God. <laughs> oh boy. Well, hey, you know, there's only um, every WCHL team only has two conference games remaining. Those conference games are against their intra or their travel partner, their in-state rival. 
So this weekend we have Oklahoma playing uh, UCO. We have Colorado playing uh, Colorado State. And we have Missouri State hosting Arkansas. The uh, yep. Arizona teams, they'll play their last WCHL games in a couple of weeks. Right now, even though we don't have, we didn't have any WCHL um, games going on, uh, you know, let's just quickly remind the, the standings. Arizona's in first place with 48 points. Three points behind them is Central. So that's the race for the uh, Champions Cup. Missouri yep. State is in third place with 39 points. Oklahoma has fourth place with 35 points. Colorado is in fifth place with 28 points. And then we have a tie, a three-way tie for sixth place with Arkansas, Colorado State, and Arizona State. They Each of those teams has 15 points. So the race, the way it shapes up is this. If UCO wins out, they're basically um, going to have to – well, let's, let's just put it that this way. UCO, in order for UCO to, to win the WCHO championship this year, they're going to have to win out this weekend against Oklahoma. Yep. And Arizona is going to have to lose both games uh, in the first weekend in March to Arizona State. Yeah. Um, so UCO, they've got to they've got to do this one hoping a prayer, but hey, stranger things have happened. They right? play the games. So uh, you play the games. right now, Arizona, I would say, is in the driver's seat, and any combination yep. of three Arizona uh, of three points gained by Arizona or three points dropped by Central Oklahoma will secure the WCHL championship for Arizona this year. So uh, that's where things stand. The funny thing was. Yeah. Loved it. And, and the, again, this is just me. I had fun with listening to the UNLV broadcast. The guy claimed, that's why I say the guy had a great deep voice, but not much else going on <laughs> all not there. Uh, because he claimed after Arizona <laughs> won the Friday night game at UNLV that WC, that uh, Arizona with that W had clinched the WCHL championship. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, <laughs> wait a second. One of these, yeah, wait a second. You're not in the WCHL. Yeah, one of these teams is not in the WCHL. So, you know, <laughs> how about that? Put on my thinking cap here and try to figure that one out. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I got a, yeah. I got a kick out of that. So, uh, yeah, how about that? Whatever. But so, so there's a there's a big set of big set of games this weekend. Yep. Let's let's get some predictions. O U U C O. Get some predictions from yeah. the from the music man, the the co-conspirator prognosticator deluxe. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. start up in let's start up in Colorado. Um and we'll end up with your Oklahoma because I know that you're gonna get your pom poms out and shake them here for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So in in let's just set the weekend up. Arizona is off this weekend and Arizona State hosts Jamestown on Thursday night, they host Minot State on Friday and Saturday at Oceanside. See, Arizona State got yep. it right. They're staying in Arizona and having those teams come to them in February. Come to them, like yes. Colorado that went to North Dakota in the middle of February. So Colorado and Colorado and you, State play on Friday, Saturday. It's uh, Friday yep. night at the Boulder Rec Center. Uh, on Saturday night, up in the fort at Epic. What do you got there, Andrew? Who's going to win those games? Well, so rivalry game, like all the rest of them here, is tough to tough to predict. But I am thinking that Colorado is going to snap out of their five game skid and uh, take two. Really, from Colorado State. Ooh. Yeah, it's Ooh. tough. Ooh. You know, I I I mulled over this one for quite a while this evening when I was looking at it. <laughs> you know, I was thinking like Colorado State. You know, they just 
just came off a win at number four, Iowa State. Yep. So they're going to have that momentum. Yep. But I don't know if that momentum's enough to uh, get over Colorado wanting to wanting to get out of a five game skid. You know, they, there's motivation on both sides here. There is, there is. So but, you, but I'm, but I am, the I'm taking, I'm calling for a sweep. Wow, I happen to know firsthand that the Saturday game at Colorado State will also be Greek night at Colorado State. Ooh. There will be a little ram in attendance wearing her hockey jersey. Um, and I've already told her she needs to go say hello to the Colorado coach. Um, <laughs> and, and I think she has a couple of the CSU boys in one of her classes um, that she teaches. Um, oh, boy. You know, which is kind of interesting. But uh, so yeah, it, I've been up there before on Greek night and man, they pack. I mean, they always rivalry games pack it in anyways, but for Greek night. Yeah. And then if you add, oh, yeah, you add an extra little roll into it. Yeah, right? I mean, in addition to all the seats that are taken up, they're standing around the rink. It'll, it will be jam packed man alive. They'll be hanging from the rafters. Um, <laughs> they'll, be, they'll, yeah. they'll be swinging from the rafters again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Andrew's calling for a Buffalo sweep in Colorado this week. Yeah. Let's switch over to the Ozarks. Arkansas is going to head up to Springfield, America for two games at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. Missouri State is coming uh, home from Alabama after splitting. And Arkansas is feeling really good after taking two from uh, that two team. So what do you got there going on with the Ice Bears versus? I am, I am calling. I am calling for a split. Oh, 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 a split. I'm I'm calling for a split. Way. I yeah. You're saying Arkansas is going to yeah. one from Mo State. Yes, I am. I think I think they will. You I think have just been banished from the Jordan Valley Ice Park. Everybody up there in Springfield that just heard it, all of our Great folks. Uh, the the you know, out of the eleven listeners we have, I think half of them come from Springfield, um, and I think they just put <laughs> your name on a wanted poster, and uh, there's a bucket of tar and a and a pile of feathers ready for you. Well, hey, the only thing I can say is I didn't call them. I I knew that they were the ice bears, so you know I've 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 got that in common with them, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, all right, guilty as charged. All right, so Andrew was calling for a split, even though he's putting his personal safety at risk. I am, I am. All right, and then, okay, go ahead, Andrew, get your pom-poms out. Go ahead and let's hear him, shake him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, rah, 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 UCO, calling for a split. Oklahoma, at Oklahoma on Friday, at UCO on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, going going for a split. Are you so. Really? I am. Oh. I am. Oh. Oh. And this is both. I am. You know, you so. know, up there in Edmond, they're just going to listen to this. It's the forty-six minute marker score, so they're just going to listen to this. And yeah. They're going to say, "We're going to show that Andrew kid. We're going to show that music right. man what what's up." That's all right. That's all right. The uh, yeah, I think enough. Uh, We'd have to go back through the stats over the yeah. years, but I think the past couple year and a half, two years, I think UCO has won the Friday night games at 
at OU's rink, and I think OU's gone up there and, and won in their rink. Yeah, I think traditionally that's that's the case. Uh, UCO, play, for whatever yeah. reason, plays yeah. better at your at the Blazers Ice Center, and Oklahoma plays better up in uh, UCO's rink, Arctic Edge. So and that's what yeah. you're calling for. So, yeah. Yep, that's what I'm calling. I'm calling for a split. Right. And how about uh, – so so that takes care of the WCHL games. What about Arizona State hosting those North Dakota knuckleheads, Jamestown and Minot? You know, I think the I think the North Dakota knuckleheads are uh, are going to be coming for bear, and I've got Jamestown on Thursday, and then I've got Minot taking it on Friday and Saturday. Oh, so you're just going totally against the WCHL on that one. I am. I am. I would tend to think that uh, those North Dakota guys are going to get too much sun, too much uh, uh, too much vitamin D in their system. There'll be too much hot tubbing and yeah. going on, and uh, their legs are going to be shot and. I think ASU is going to get one of those three games. Hopefully, hopefully, the, I mean, hopefully they're not they're not hanging out at the pool and hanging out in the hot tub and and doing all that stuff because they're in tropical Arizona, right? But I hope they do. Come on, I hope. Stranger, stranger things have happened. That's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Stranger things have happened. Hey, this week, um, right. this week the the rankings for the ACHA um, they came out uh, Arizona is 6, UCO is 7 Missouri State is 12, Oklahoma is 15 Colorado is 19 Colorado State is 23, Arizona State 27 and Arkansas 32 so that speaks well for the WCHL, 6 teams in the top 25 yep so not not bad I'd say not bad, that would mean that if not bad yeah, at all. that would mean if nationals starts today, that four of the uh, four of those teams make it to nationals. Colorado would be bumped at nineteen, but six Arizona, seven UCO, Missouri State at twelve, Oklahoma at fifteen. They would all be motoring down the interstate to Frisco, Texas, to uh, yep. play at the Comerica Center, formerly known as the Dr Pepper Arena. So that's good, and then. The, uh, Due to our friend, our good friend, uh, the wizard, the rankings wizard, all hat, no cape. Um, I, I think the way the prediction or the rankings are going to uh, spell out this week is Arizona will, will remain number six. UCO is going to drop from seven to 10. Missouri State and Oklahoma will stay where they are, respectively, at 12 and 15, as does Colorado. Um, the win at Iowa State. Will help Colorado State, but not much. It's going to move them up from twenty three to twenty seven. I mean, from twenty three to twenty two. Jeez, look at my math there. Twenty three is. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm going to call. Take, take, take your socks back yeah. off. And then uh, Arizona State's going to say twenty seven, and Arkansas is going to drop a spot to thirty three. That's not due to anything they've yeah. done. That's due to some other folks that have. Yeah, just stuff happening around them. Yeah, yeah. But it's late in the. It's 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 late. We've got three weeks to go, Andrew, before uh, before we'll know all twenty teams that are going to nationals, and uh, so it's tough to how about that? It's tough it's, to make a move in the rankings right now in the middle of February. Yeah, it's uh, it's gone quick, right? It has. It's gone. It's gone so quick, and it's all because of this podcast. It yeah, makes it man. so helpful. It is. It is just because we look forward to every Monday night <laughs> talking, about getting on a podcast, and so we can release it on Tuesday, right? <laughs> Well, I might get it done tonight. Never know. Depends how I'm feeling. Every, yeah, every every weekend so far for the past three or four months here, I've been sitting around the weekends just pining for Monday nights to get here so I could so I could record another podcast. I'm so full of it. 
Uh, music man is so full of it. I'm telling you, I love this. I love PA man at Oklahoma. That's great. I'm going to just kind of bust on you as much as I possibly can. I am. I, I, I may make some things happen. I may, I may climb back up there on, on Friday night. <laughs> I can't wait. And, and cause I know you'll be in attendance. So I am just going to bust out the most awful music that you've ever heard. <laughs> The most off the wall stuff, just to make you yeah, suffer. A little, a little Japanese, uh, a little some baby metal, or some uh, yeah, uh, Keiko Hyoki. What is it? What do they call it? K-pop. K-pop. Oh god, <laughs> oh, yuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna listen to some K-pop. Oh, no. That's for sure. Oh, no, oh, no. Hey, let's listen to uh, <laughs> let's listen to the Caddyshack horn, and then we'll come back and let's talk about uh, the international <laughs> announcement that we teased about last week. Hold on. All right, Andrew, promise me this. Promise me that you're not going to break out any K-pop at this. If you hey. know, that's even if I show up. If you if it, I might go somewhere else. I might just go I might take a journey to another WCHL game. Well, you know, if, uh, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, we Blazer Blazer Center extended the offer for the commissioner of the league to come in Sunday and and watch some games and and we were uh, turned down. Yeah, you were. It would it would not surprise me if the commissioner does not go uh, go elsewhere. Hey, the commissioner saw a bear trap in waiting, knowing that he was going to get drafted to do something, either public address <laughs> or playing crappy music. And so, uh, the commissioner <laughs> stayed home and watched some watch some football. Yeah, uh, I love that. So, did you watch any of that? Okay. What is it? The Alliance Football Association or whatever? Yeah, hey, that, that Alliance that? of American Football. That's not so bad. There you go. I didn't. I didn't catch you because I was a busy man this weekend, but I heard it was pretty good. You're a busy man. You're a busy man playing terrible music. Uh, yeah, you know what? The AAF wasn't so bad. I watched um, a couple of games. Um, it's funny. They have eight teams. Uh, yep. I mean, and, and they're all in southern states for the most part, I think, except for Utah. So, um, and, and um, yeah, what, an eight or a 10-week season, something like that? It's something to fill yeah, the void. What I, I see, 12, 12 weeks. And that that included playoffs. Okay, including playoffs. Yeah, so it's going to be like playoffs, eight, yeah. eight or nine yeah, regulars. So. Yeah, and I and I did see a tweet this afternoon um, from the guys that do the franchise sports talk radio here in Oklahoma City um, that the Alliance Football Association tweeted out that a great opening weekend of games and that they need to get a expansion team in Oklahoma City. Oh no way! How about that? How about that? No, pass. no, I like it where it is. <laughs> I like it where it is. I like it where it's on my TV and where That's I can right. sit and watch it when I want to, and I can just blow it off. It was, you know, it was more background noise, but it was fun to be able to watch something that wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, I had some hockey games going on, uh, but when those games were off, it was fun to have uh, have a little football going on, even after the, yeah. the Super Bowl was over with, so. Yeah, this little this little background noise, right? Yeah, that's all it is, background noise. But yeah. yo, yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't say I wanted to go to these things. Come on, <laughs> Come on. that's what they hey. that's what they tweeted out. So one to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably wishful thinking. It's probably yeah. probably like the NBA is coming to Oklahoma City, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Hey, uh, uh, more wishful thinking. We finally, finally, finally got some announcements out of USA Hockey. Um, the ACHA is participating this year in the uh, Winter World University Games. They're going to be held in early March. 
over in uh, uh, Krasnoyarsk, Russia. We already knew that someone, one person from the WCHL was going to go. And that was head coach, Colorado head coach, uh, Eric Ballard. He's going to be assisting on the men's side, um, along with uh, Roger Grillo and Illinois head coach, uh, Nick Fabrini. But uh, they announced the roster. Uh, what a coincidence. Almost as soon as we released our podcast last week, USA hey. Hockey, you know, they were sandbagging us. They waited to release the roster, and they finally did. Well, they, they probably want to get in a little competition with us, right? Yeah, they, they knew enough to get out of get out of the big boys' way and let us get our podcast released. Before That's right. That's right. They probably want to compete with our podcast. Yeah, Some of you others probably little, listening to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are three players from the WCHL that have been named to the 22-man roster. Um, University of Arizona forward Anthony Cusinelli. Um, and then two players from uh, the University of Colorado, forward Trace Jablin and defenseman Joe Kinsella. Um, so Cusinelli, Jabs, Kinsella, and Ballard are going to go over to Russia to wear the Team USA on their chest and represent uh, our country against uh, yeah. the Cops. And hopefully they'll go over there and win a medal. Yeah, so. good for good for those guys, right? That's right. That's right. The In years past, the um, the ACHA has fielded the entire team, all 22. You know, we've, we've fielded it. We've staffed it. Um, but this year, uh, USA Hockey is trying to change stuff up because they want to win a medal and they're trying to get some better results. So Roger Grillo, who's, the, uh, who's a coach within the USA Hockey system for their uh, American development model, um, he's the head coach. And we have two ACHA assistant coaches and – on the 22-man roster, we have seven NCAA Division I players along with 15 ACHA players. There's, I think, if I counted right, one, two, three. There are six players from Lindenwood that are on the team. Wow. Um, yep. There's a, a kid from Vegas who's on the team, kid from Liberty, um, two kids from Ohio, and a uh, kid from Illinois, kid from uh, Adrian. And then the rest are coming from NCAA schools. And it's not um, – I think there are two kids that are coming from former ACHA team, uh, Arizona State. Greg Powers is sending two of his kids uh, that yep. aren't necessarily getting an awful lot of ice time. So he's uh, going to send them over to Russia. And then the other five are kids that are um, transfers, if you will. And so they have to sit out a year. Yeah, um, so might as well go get some games in. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a kid. I, I I forget the name, but there's a kid that's transferring from, um, uh, I think it's like Harvard to Northern Michigan, and so he has to sit out a year. He's sitting out this year, but he's eligible to go because he's, you know, uh, their team is going to let him go. So, yeah, uh, perfect. Yeah, so that, it ought to be pretty good. And um, so, anyways, those guys are going to go. I, I I believe their games. Uh, actually start up on Friday, the Mar March the 1st. The USA has a uh, has a tough draw. They're going to play at least five games. Um, and in their draw, what, they, what they've done now, Andrew, is there are two pools of 12. It used to be that there were three pools of four. Yep. Now there are two pools, I'm sorry, two pools of six. And uh, in the USA pool, we have uh, two gigantic beasts, the Czech Republic and Russia. Oof. And game one is uh, against the Czechs. Then they play Hungary, which should be uh, 
uh, a winnable game. Then they play Russia, who's traditionally just dominant. Then after yeah, that, they play in Japan. So uh, that rounds huh. out that pool. And on the other pool, I'm going to try to do this really quick. And let's see, we have Latvia, uh, Switzerland, um, Sweden, Canada, Great Britain, Kazakhstan. And I'm trying to see who the other one is. Uh, what did I say? Latvia, Switzerland, Sweden. So there's one, two, three. Canada, Great Britain. Oh, and Kazakhstan. There we go. So there's the six. Yep. So uh, yeah. So anyways, it should be it should interesting. be interesting. Yeah. And what yeah. that means is uh, that Ballard and um, Jablin and Kinsella from Colorado and Cusinelli from uh, uh, Arizona, they're going to miss the, uh, they're going to be out of the country. They have to be in, um, they're meeting up at a location on the East Coast where a Statue of Liberty is. I cannot say for security reasons what the Statue of Liberty might be. <laughs> um, they have to meet up there on February 24th to head overseas. There you go. Sounds and interesting. This competition goes from March 1 through March 12. And, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the, hopefully the USA will be able to bring something back on the men's side. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've had kids that have gone over there before and when they get back, they say it's just been an experience of a lifetime. That's right. That's right. Now they've also, USA hockey also announced the women's roster and uh, the men and the women are going over there at the same time. There are 22 players on the women. Now they're doing something similar. Um, and it's all ACHA for the most part, but they have one NCAA player. Um, and they're, uh, they do, however, they have had some recent success. I believe they had a bronze medal last time. Really? Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, they, they have, in their pool, they're playing Japan, Switzerland, Canada, Russia, and China. So they get two gigantic beasts and three kind of yeah, okay. yeah, they get two big ones. Yeah, I mean Canada and Russia are huge, and then Japan, Switzerland, and China. Um, so, uh, anyways, they're they're going over there, and that should be kind of interesting. And uh, we wish uh, both the men's team and the women's team yeah. uh, just great success, and more importantly, we wish them uh, safe travels. Uh, that they get yep, back. that's most important you know, right there oh yeah i mean i made fun of some people f that went to the last went to world university games that were in kazakhstan oh. and the theme for this one in krasnoyarsk russia is called real winter <laughs> yes because it oh. is literally in Siberia. Oh, so boy yeah, you know we were we we just had one of these uh, uh, cold things that come through the polar vortex came through America and dropped yeah, everyone. And that's just every day for them. Oh, it was, I was talking to somebody and it was like zero in Detroit with the fellow who I was talking to, and he yeah. said, "Yeah, nothing." In Krasnoyarsk, the high today is minus thirty, and that's not the wind chill. Huh. How about that? Like, oh, why in the world would you ever voluntarily go to this thing? Yeah, why would you want to go over there? <laughs> oh. But, you know, hey, yeah. for the opportunity to wear the USA on your chest, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. I can see it. So Yeah, uh, once-in-a-lifetime, got to go, right? Wish them well. Wish them absolutely nothing but the best. Safe travels and go kick some butt and bring home some hardware. That's and right. Get ready. We'll see you down in Frisco in a couple of weeks right afterwards. Uh, so. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready, too. I'm ready, too. What else? I'm ready. 
Yeah. I am. That is about all I got. The uh, so well. So let's. So two weeks ago, I guess it was. Yeah. You snubbed your Arizona friends <laughs> on their recommendations of restaurants. Well, and, and and did I hear about it? You know what? I need another apology because when I was telling, when I was going through this story last week, I rattled off their names. There are four of them. There's Joe. There's Jackie. There's Joanna. And then I paused and I paused and I paused and I said, "Oh, and there's Jamie." Because I was having a brain fart. My my head. I was fueled by Nyquil. Right. I mean, <laughs> in a fuzzy place. Well, damned if I didn't hear from Joanna, who was just so kind to me and uh, and just pleasant. Now get her at a hockey game and she turns into just loud and vulgar. And I love her for that. But, um, <laughs> you know, she was giving me grief that I forgot. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, her husband, Jamie. And I'm like, I remembered his name. Give me a break. So I, here, right. I apologize for uh, tigers instead of ice bears. I got to apologize for having a slight pregnant pause before Jamie. Hey. Yeah, she was giving me grief telling me, yeah, I'm going to go to Culver's and have lunch with, uh, oh, yeah, what's his name? And I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah. You know, I, I, just, I just chalk it up that you're just a foul-mouthed individual, and, you know, that's just what it is. <laughs> oh, Android, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm all over my computer here. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That got me pegged. <laughs> yep. All right. So, so yeah, see, yeah, see, see, you dump on them on their uh, on their recommendations while you're out in Arizona the other yeah. day. And we talked about it last week, I guess. And then I said, you know, you're probably going to do the same thing, but I'm going to go ahead and recommend you watching the fire festival documentary oh. <laughs> yeah i did so I did. so did you let us down or did you uh or did you hold steady and and dump on another recommendation no no i, I let you down and actually watched it yeah that was interesting hmm. now now wait a second um i watched the netflix version there's a hulu version of this thing and i i did not watch that okay i'm sorry yeah I'm the, that, dude, the hulu dude so I, yeah, I watched the the Netflix one's the good one from what I understand. Okay, all right. Well, I just want to I, I wanted credit for watching the proper one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one on Netflix is the proper one. Let's just say this: I don't think I will. After watching uh, the Fire Festival doc on Netflix, I don't think I will ever think of an Evian bottle of water in the same way ever again. <laughs> That's right. I won't either. I, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 a little older, and I don't understand um, the need to go to festivals. I've been to a festival. I, I guess, you know what? I guess I, when I go to, when I go see shows, I go to see the show. Yes. Right? Um, but these festivals are less about the show and more about going to with your buddies and seeing your pals and, you know, checking out girls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't understand it. None of the headliners on this fire festival had any appeal to me, and I could not, for for my life, understand how anyone would pay thousands of dollars to see to to go do that, right? Or any of them. Yeah, yeah. I think the I think Blink one eighty two Blink one eighty two was the uh, biggest one on the dock, from what I understand. Huh. Yeah, I and, wouldn't pay a dollar eighty two to see those guys. <laughs> right. I mean, come and, on. Yeah, you got people just paying thousands of dollars to go do this. And it's like, you know, in, in, I, in I was trying to. Yeah, if I'm paying thousands of dollars to go to an island, I'm not going to go with another thousand people. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm, yeah. My wife or my friends and just have a good time and call it that. Yeah. I'm not going to go with thousands of other people and oh, I, I, I just and sleep in a tent and everything else. I thought most of these people were idiots. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh. no doubt. Once, you know, I, it's like my grandmother always taught me. That's where a fool and his money parted. <laughs> you know, I went to, and, and this is, this is off course. We'll wind it up here in a second. I've gone to one music festival in my life. Actually, I've gone to a couple. Um, there used to be, you know, back when I was younger in, in all the hair bands, they used to have concerts that would have, you know, four or five guys on there at the same time. My very first one yeah. was a thing in 1980 called uh, Rocklahoma that was here held at the football stadium. And it was uh, headlined by the Doobie Brothers, but they sucked. Um, and it was after that, it was Van Halen, um, Pat Benatar, Sammy Hagar, and, a, and another group called the cats and the cats sucked. But I went to go see, uh, Sammy Hagar, the red rocker and Pat Benatar, who was just incredible. I was what, 13 years old and she was a girl. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then obviously the mighty Van Halen, but you know, I, so I've, I've been to those events and I've been to monsters of rock and Texas jams and stuff like that. Uh, about 10 years ago, I went to the, um, Austin City Limits Music Festival, the ACL Fest down in Austin in 2008 yeah. was when it was headlined by the Foo Fighters, but they also had Robert Plant and Beck and Allison Krauss. I mean, it was. Oh, so that's what you went to go see. Oh, well, I, I went because one of my <laughs> friends was playing down there, a guy named Alejandro Escovedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was playing and obviously I'm a, I love the Foo's. Um, but, but that experience told me that festivals are 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 good if you if you don't care about seeing the music or or don't care yeah. about seeing the artist um uh because if you you know if you want to watch Beck or the Foo Fighters up close in person you got to be camped out at their stage and wait for hours, hours. To show up and meanwhile you're missing all the other stuff going around behind you yeah and so what's the purpose yeah uh, so anyways um Anyways, uh, you know, in, in, if you float around, you do get to see some stuff. That's where I got introduced to, um, uh, well, well, one, I saw John Fogarty for the first time. And boy, he was just killer. He, you know, really? I, I, I walk up thinking this guy's an old fart and he's going to be terrible and it's going to be old Creedence Clearwater songs that I'm going to hate. And he yeah. got up here and, and said, you know what? I got 55 minutes and let's go. And, and there we are. He just went for 55 minutes and he ripped and huh. teared and he was awesome. There you go. I, I saw, I, I discovered or not, I discovered, um, I, I found a band that I liked. It was called uh, galactic. It's a little funky rap jazz thing out of new Orleans. And they were there with some uh, rappers, a guy named Charlie tuna in, uh, <laughs> Motley. and you know what? They, they were pretty darn good. I had a great time kind of group. Huh. So, you know, festivals are good if you want to, if you can float around and, and, uh, you know, see things, obviously my, my pal Al, um, you know, he played in front of a very, it wasn't a small crowd, but it was a very enthusiastic crowd. It wasn't a gigantic stage. It was like the third stage, but he killed it, which was He's awesome. good. But, uh, I just, unless you're there for the, for, you know, to take Instagram pictures and, yeah, to, to say, oh, hey, look where I'm at. Yeah, yeah exactly. To do that or, or eat a lot of dust as you're walking from one place to the other place. I mean, uh, I just, I just don't get festivals. I, I think we've, uh, I think we figured out how to do the concert tour, right? 
Well, I have. I think we got that one pegged. We we've seen some good shows in the past five years, six years. Got that right. Yes, we have. Got that right. We've uh, we I, I've as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate smaller venues and um, in, in louder, more intimate, uh, more more intimate locations as opposed yep. to gigantic arenas and um, you know pan through the nose. So. Yep. Yep. I agree. I'll take a little hole in the wall or go out. Heck, I'd rather go to, you know, off the wall places like Midland, Texas to see a band uh, <laughs> than go see <laughs> yeah. Dallas or Oklahoma City. You know, I'd, I'd rather because yeah. yeah. you know you're going to get to see them up close and personal there. So, yep. Get off the beaten path. Yep. Yep. So, kind of wild. All right. So, yeah, I yep. did watch the Fire Fest. I can't. Uh-huh. It, why, why hasn't Jaw Rule gotten, uh, indicted or anything or thrown in jail that's what yeah I he was kind of yeah he was so he was not to spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched it but he's kind of all over it in the beginning part of the the documentary and then he just kind of disappears yeah, when the stuff last half the of it doesn't he yeah when the stuff hits the fan he ghosts out of there yeah he was done so yeah that's one that's one thing my wife not talked about i was like how like you didn't hear anything else about him like no nope. nope. Where'd he go? <laughs> you know? The other like, thing, and I have maybe it's in the Hulu documentary. I haven't seen it, but I wondered how in the world did those guys get off the island? And I, I realize in the story they say, you know, this one guy traded clothes and he ducked down on the backseat of a car to escape the village. But literally, how did they get off this island, this Bahamian island, and back to New York City? Because it just it kind of segues from the the stuff has hit the fan to to they're in New York City. City. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. wait a second, did they all did they hop on a plane full of ne'er do wells and they say get the hell out of there? Like, you know, I, I kind of imagine uh, Indiana Jones, you know, where he's running to the running to the float yeah. plane, all the uh, savages are behind him. <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining yeah. that scene. Or did they all get on a boat and literally, you know, cruise off the island in the middle of the night to you know wherever yeah, they I, it didn't to. really it didn't really say. I know, the, like you said, the one guy said he he changed his clothes real fast and kind of ducked in the back of a car and and got out of there. But yeah, it didn't really say how the rest of them made it off the island, right? That's right. That's right. Wild, wild, wild stuff. Well, I'm sure there are it some. Is. I'm sure there are some kids that are playing on some WCHL teams that have more information about the Fire Festival, and they can probably clue into us as to. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. <laughs> no, there probably. There, you know, there's probably some of them that were there. Holy crap! I was going to say, there's got to be, got to be somebody that we know that was there. <laughs> oh, got to be. My gosh! I well, anyways, I have a newfound respect for that fellow. I think his name is Andy King. Um, yep. Uh, good on Andy King. Uh, I will never ever. Again, look at a bottle of Evian water. Uh, yeah, never look at a glass or a bottle of water the same, right? Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. All right, well, hey, Andrew, let's go. Uh, <laughs> nationals are coming up pretty soon. Next week, let's talk about our Nationals preview. We should have some clarity for the WCHL championship, hopefully. Yep. If Andrew's predictions come to uh, come to bear out. And then, uh, yeah, let's. I'm, I'm eager to talk nationals. It's literally going to be a month away. We're we're getting close. We're knocking on the door here. Yeah, and I better start doing some calisthenics because that means you and I are going to be working hard for uh, oh boy, day straight. Oh boy, I am. I am in. I'm going to do some deep knee bends. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> well, you might have to come over and help me up. 
<laughs> yeah, don't hurt yourself. I'm only doing one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. Hey, we appreciate everybody uh, listening to the WCHL podcast. Thanks for putting up with our, our baloney. All 11 listeners or 16. Um, a special hello to Gramps uh, back in Philly. Yep. And, um, well, we appreciate you hanging in there. And um, uh, find us on uh, iTunes. Um, uh, where else? SoundCloud. You might even be able to find us on Spotify. I don't know. I might have to check that one out. And then uh, check out the WCHL on the internet, Western CHL. I did update the standings uh, per my uh, vulgar friends in Arizona. They gave me grief <laughs> for not updating the standings on the website, even though they're updated nightly on Twitter. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, check us out on Twitter as well, Western CHL and, uh, yeah, we should have a great weekend of hockey. I'm looking forward to it. I might even should, see you this should be exciting. Yeah. You, you will see me this weekend. I will not. You already told me you're going out of town. So back with that. I, I, I am, I am at Blazers Ice Center oh. on Saturday. Oh, you've been conscripted. Oh, on Friday, whenever it was. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, Andrew, get us the heck out of here. Say the magic words. All right. Everybody have a good week. Everybody have a safe week. And we will see you on the flip side. <laughs>